hamster wheel, not getting anywhere new? Perhaps you've hit a plateau that has you asking, is this it? Have you accomplished all you've set out to do in life and are not feeling as fulfilled as you thought you would? It is normal at midlife to reassess what's working for you and what's not. It's also normal to want to reclaim your time, your energy, and your joy. Let's make the best out of the second half of our lives by having more fun, experiencing more peace, and feeling more joy. If any of this resonates with you, then this podcast is for you. I'm Megan Bayless-Bartley. Now let's get ready to shift our shit. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of the Shifting Our Shit podcast. I am Megan Bayless-Bartley, your host of the SOS podcast. This season, season four, we are here. I'm here solo. I am here to help you reset. And lucky for you, I have written a book about this very topic. We're at the beginning of the year. I know we're a few weeks in, um, but what better time to kind of press that reset button and uh, set ourselves up for success this year and perhaps even in the next couple weeks, who knows? Um, So episode one, we talked a little about just about practical mindfulness and just kind of revisited that topic. Now we're going to dive into the book. And the first part of the book, um, which you can find on Amazon, and uh, the first part of the book is just kind of a warming up to reset. Sometimes, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I usually like to dive into something and just start doing it. Just go for it. I am a person who rarely reads instructions, (laughs) which usually poses a problem later on, especially when I am putting together Ikea furniture because I inevitably put something together in the wrong place and have to redo it all. And it takes me twice as long because I did not read the directions to begin with. So I am learning and have a practice of slowing down and preparing for or to kind of take inventory, if you will, of whatever the thing is I'm about to do is to kind of assess, is this a good time for me to do this? Does this make sense for me to do this? Um, And be a little bit more methodical with the process of getting something done versus just jumping in in a sort of manic pace and going for it. So the purpose of this book is, I highly recommend you buy it. I'm clearly biased. Um, This book came out of years of teaching a mindfulness class with a group of entrepreneurs who were working towards big things and they wanted to accomplish big things. And so uh, I put together some exercises that we just kept coming back to over and over and over and over again. And so I I found that it was going to probably behoove me to put that all into a book. And it has become the curriculum to the retreats that I do. Um, Most recently, retreat in France and Napa Valley. Um, But Uh, I thought that it would be appropriate to do this as a season of the podcast so more people can participate and hear me talk about it as well. Because sometimes it's one thing to read the book, uh, but it's another thing to have the actual author kind of walk you through it. Now, 
this is my first, if you will, self-help book. Um, and I swore to myself that if I ever wrote a self-help book, I did not want to set people up for failure. Now, sometimes self-help books or diet books or all this sort of industry has a very rigid step-by-step -step guide of how to do something. And if you don't do it that way, you're not going to get the results that you want. Well, I wanted to write this book in a very different way from that. So basically the intention of this book is that if you just pick up the book and peruse through it, maybe that's enough. Maybe you get through one page or 10 pages or 100 pages and that's enough. But that whatever you do, it's enough for you at this time. And for you to really check in with yourself, instead of me telling you what to do now, what to do now, there's, there's a whole process in this book of sort of pausing to exhale and to smile and to repeat that so that you just take a beat to kind of slow the process down instead of just mowing through the book and getting it done, it's it's a little bit more of a calming process, a way for us to be a little bit gentler with ourselves, um, which may also result in us being a little gentler with the people around us as well. I have found for me that often I am the hardest on myself. And I am probably, you know, beat myself up the most, or I have historically, not so much anymore. But you know, I am very hard on myself and I don't really need to be that hard on myself. So I wanted that to come through in this book. So there's all sorts of, uh, you know, explanations of how, why I wrote the book and how I wrote the book. So those are wonderful for you to read. But something I want to point out that is really important to this book is this idea of doing and being. So I am historically a doer. I, my love language is acts of service. I usually know, you know, somebody needs something before they even know they need it. Um, and, you know, that sometimes gets me into trouble because I don't know where the boundaries are or have it, you know, historically and had to work on that. So you may identify with being that doer who just jumps in and does the thing. Now, you can also be a doer where you might, you know, watch for a little bit and notice and, you know, get a sense of the thing that you want to do before you actually jump in and do it. And that's wonderful. And that's kind of what we're going for in this book. And what we're also going for is this idea of just being. So take a moment and notice what it feels like in your mind and your body for me to say, just be. Maybe that's just for a moment. Maybe that's for 30 seconds. What would it be like to just be? One of the places I like to practice this is at a red light because most red lights are about 30 seconds. And so instead of grabbing my phone and scrolling or seeing if that person texted back, I will just sit and stare at the red light or look around at the trees. Just kind of notice 
sometimes not thinking of anything, but just allowing myself to be in that moment. So that's a wonderful uh, practical mindfulness exercise you can practice. Now, none of us need more to do, right? <laughs> I don't know if you're like me, but there always seems to be stuff that I need to do. I don't get bored easily or often because I feel like there's always things to do. Um, and I think that perhaps, uh, you know, this process will help you instead of doing more is to think about things in some different ways. So sometimes we get stuck in the sort of black and white thinking of, you know, and, and maybe this is from like your core beliefs from childhood that you were raised with, or, you know, just meaning making that you've made out of certain things mean this and not that. And so it's just very black and white. This is right. That's wrong. This is good. That's bad. And that's, you know, very dichotomous thinking. And so what I like to encourage is for us to kind of get curious and open ourselves up to what I call the rainbow of options of ways to think about things in new ways. And one awesome mindfulness practice is to see things with beginner's eyes. So, you know, if you never saw a car before, what would it be like to see a car for the very first time? Right? Be like, wow, that's a big piece of metal, very shiny. I don't know what it does. Oh, it's making some noise. Now it's moving. Like to see things in a way you've never seen them before. One great exercise to do with this is to do a routine task differently. So one thing would be to sit at your kitchen table or dining room table in the different, a different spot than what you would normally sit at. Most people have their spot at the table for meals. And so part of this is just switching up the spot because you're still in the same room, you're still sitting at the same table, you're still eating with the same people, you're just now seeing the room and maybe the people from a different perspective. So it's kind of a low um, risk way of helping your brain be a little bit more malleable. Another option would be to take a different route to work, or home from work or to the grocery or to the kids school, just trying different routes. Another option would be brushing your teeth with the opposite hand or changing up your routine uh, so that you move things around. You know, if you normally would, you know, in the bathroom, let's say, brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, take a shower, maybe you take a shower, go to the bathroom and then brush your teeth. You're still getting everything done. You're just doing it in a different way, which helps with that brain malleability. Okay, so I'm experimenting this season and I would love to hear your feedback. With uh, doing this season solo, so I won't have a co-host with me or a um, visitor. And I'm curious about that. A lot of people I've heard uh, have said that they miss me talking most of the time, feedback I've gotten. So 
this is me talking a lot and all of the time. So I'd love to hear feedback from you. And if you are a longtime listener or a new listener, will you please send me an email and tell me your experience with the podcast um, and how we can maybe make it better or keep doing what we're doing. Our email is shiftingourshit at gmail.com. Super easy. Shiftingourshit at gmail.com. So this is an experiment. I may go a little bit slower as we get into these exercises because I want us to be uh, reflective in some of these exercises. And it's going to take you some time. Um, Sometimes uh, it won't always be appropriate to do these exercises while driving because you're going to want to focus. And you may notice that my voice starts to get calmer or slower or softer. And you may find that you really like that and it feels calming, but it might also pull your attention away from a task at hand, like driving, which could prove dangerous. So be mindful of what you're needing in the moment. Now, one of the things I like to think about with the thinking, so the thinking, your feeling, and your and doing are sort of this triangle. And I have a I have a um, diagram in the book where the thinking and the feeling and the doing are all interconnected. So if we address one of those three things, we inevitably address all of those things. So I prefer, and at the Mindfulness Center, a lot of the time we are focusing on that thinking piece about if we could think about things a little bit differently, even 5% differently, just a touch, or if we can make something 5% worse or try to make it 5% better, there's some movement there and we can create um, sort of a momentum, if you will, and that can help change the thinking, the feeling, and the doing when we focus just on one of those things. So that's a little bit about how this is set up. Now, in the book, I have pauses that I've written into the book. Here's a pause before we start. A couple warm-up questions. It says, pause. There is no need to rush through life or through this book. Check in with yourself and see what feels best to you at this time. You may choose to pause for one second, 60 seconds, hours, or even days. There is no right or wrong length of time to pause. What is best for you in this moment? You always have a choice. You can always change your mind. 
Let me say that last part again. You always have a choice and you can always change your mind. So here's the first question in our warm-up exercises. How did you decide to honor yourself with this opportunity and time to reset? So why did you decide to listen to this podcast about resetting? What is it right now about giving yourself this space and time to reset? So take a few moments and just see you know, what's going on for you that this is the time to reset. And then the next question is, at this time in your life, what are some things you are grateful for? What are some things you are grateful for? Oftentimes we start focusing on all the things we wish were different and we forget about all the wonderful things that are. And so it could be as easy as I've got a roof over my head, I've got food in my belly. Maybe it's, you know, I get to spend time with really cool people or I like the work that I do. But what are some things right now you are grateful for? And then finally, at a high level, what things do you hope to focus on in the next several weeks or even this next year, maybe professionally, personally, or some other category? Right now, what is it that you feel you really need to be focusing on. Sometimes we have real sense in our gut about, oh, I really need to get this part of my life sort of organized or reset or put together. So these are just a few questions that will help you think about resetting. And before we move on and close out this episode, we have another pause. And it says, pause, take a moment to notice your breath. Many of us hold our breath and don't realize it. When we hold our breath, we keep it stagnant. We don't allow it to flow. Gently invite your breath to begin to flow. Exhale, smile, repeat. Now that you've warmed up your writing and reflection skills, as we ask those questions, feel free to take a break here before continuing and check in with yourself and see what's best for you at this time. So join me in our next episode. Episode three will be resetting and our first exercise, which will be honoring the past. So stay tuned for that episode, episode three, about honoring the past of what worked for you 
in the past year and what didn't and what you want to bring with you into this year and what you don't because a lot of times there's some stuff we can let go of that we don't need any longer so we'll look at how to do that in episode three follow us on facebook and instagram at rainbow of options and uh, if you haven't liked our podcast or given us a review, please leave us some stars and let us know how we're doing. We would love to hear from you and stay tuned for next time. And follow us at mindfulness-center.com. We offer a free monthly book giveaway and you can win your very own copy of Reset at that time. So take care until next time.